and welcome to episode number 33 of Imprint Cast, the podcast dedicated to the Australian boutique label Imprint Films. My name is Tony Meaches and joining me as always is my partner and colleague John Matthews. John, how are you doing? Uh, doing well, Tony. Um, just been very busy, uh, end of the year, a lot of stuff happening, but yeah, doing good, doing good. It has been, it, it has, we've all been very busy this time of year especially, that's why we had a bit of a delay with, the, with episodes my apologies mm. to everybody, but, you know, we do have um, our own personal lives as well. But we are going to get back with a vengeance, don't you worry. And um, and also joining us is our other colleague, Ryan Kendall. Ryan, how are you doing? Oh, same as you guys, I'd say. Very, uh, very busy. Busy, busy, busy. Life, my God. Finding yeah. houses oh, and doing things and working and jobs and all that fun stuff. Oof. It's great. <laughs> No rest for the wicked. Oh, fuck, I know. I should, I should not be so wicked, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, in today's episode, we have a bit of, we have a couple of announcements, not just one. We got um, the February 2024 announcements coming up, and we got another big one from Imprint. This was announced a while ago, but this is our chance to record it. I'm going to pass it over to John Matthews to discuss this, um, this announcement. Yes, so this is very exciting. Uh, Imprint had been releasing a few, obviously a few releases with a trickle of Asian titles in the in the catalog, but um, uh, Imprint have officially announced Imprint Asia. So here's from the press statement. So Biovision Entertainment is excited to announce its newest media distribution expansion with the launch of Imprint Asia. Imprint Asia will deliver ongoing releases of contemporary and classic Asian cinema across uh, film festival, multi-digital platforms and physical media, including 4K and Blu-ray for Australia and New Zealand. Already working with some of the biggest Asian licensing partners in the market, the brand will be launching a, a key a host of key properties, including uh, Rui Q's uh, 2023 box office mega hit Lost in the Stars, uh, Larry Yang's 2023 action comedy Right On, starring Jackie Chan, and the tw- 2023 sci-fi epic The Wandering Earth 2, starring Andy Lau. In addition to the new releases slate, there will be ongoing classic releases with new restorations and extras produced for physical media collectors, including uh, Chen Cage's uh, The Emperor and The Assassin, 1998, and uh, Farewell My Concubine, 1992, Sue Hark's The Legend of Zoo, 2001, uh, Kie Kia, um, Sorry, Kei Kiamai, uh, The Sea is Watching, 20, uh, sorry, 2002, co-written by Akuta Kurosawa, and many more. This latest branded arm of iVision will no doubt capture the hearts and mind of Asian cinema lovers across the genres, across all genres, sorry. Uh, operating for over 15 years, Vision Entertainment is one of the largest independent distribution, distributors of film and TV content in Australia and New Zealand. So uh, that's the press kit that went out and uh yeah this is really really exciting because uh i um myself personally um asian cinema is a big passion 
of mine, um, all types of films, Hong Kong, Japanese. Um, and the fact that they're doing new films is great too, because it puts a spotlight on newer Asian films that we may have overlooked. Uh, I know that Imprint released uh, Leap, which was one of the newer sort of Asian films that not a lot of people had even heard of. So uh, I can tell that this is a it's going to be its own thing, which is great. But the thing that excites me is obviously the classic sort of Asian films, catalog films. And this is a, a really amazing announcement. I've given some previews there with some some images on, on what's to come. Kendall, I know you like your Asian films. What do you think of this? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, I'm more to the side of um, my Japanese films in all genres, but um, the you know that I guess the Hong Kong martial arts section is like a big favourite, childhood favourite for me. I am interested in this. I hope they do something a little bit different because um, I know, it, like, you know, basically Eureka Entertainment basically just do, you know, Asian cinema now anyway because most of their stuff they release is um, kung fu films, mm. which, yeah, nothing wrong with that. But, like, I hope there's something, like, a bit different going on with that. Same with um, 88 and um, Arrow. They have their Shaw Brothers sort of stuff and that Asian sort of stuff. But um, I'm, I'm guessing Imprint won't go too deep into that, um, I guess you could say, exploitation genre side of films. Yeah. I have a feeling, maybe. They might keep it like a bit level because there's a lot of stuff uh, of that coming out at the moment. But um, yeah, I'm just hoping that um, it be, might be a bit uh, something different since uh, Eureka have a lot of Asian stuff. A lot of people are doing Asian stuff as well too. A lot of Asian films coming out, which is cool. Mm, I'm sure that people have realised there's a there's a market and mm. it's popular. So yeah, I mean, there's there's so much. And that's thing, like um, like I, I know, just I mean, it's it's really exciting. But you know, particularly here in Australia, like you know, there are all these labels we used to talk about, like Eastern Eye and stuff like that, pumped out. Yeah so many asian titles but then it just vanished and there was a massive drought and we haven't had any proper asian dedicated labels in australia for a long time so this is huge but yeah the title so far you're right kendall there's going to be more on the art house side or more you know sort of um in terms of uh asian films but um yeah not so much like some of the eureka uh you know martial arts films so yeah it looks like it's going to be different so yeah yes Um, I'm I'm keen. Uh, Tony, what do you think of this announcement yourself? This announcement is a game changer, especially for Australian physical media collectors. I know the collaborations box set made a little bit of an impact with this announcement because the collaboration with box set sold out so fast that it inspired, I believe it inspired ViaVision and Imprint to do more, to focus on more Asian films. But now that they're doing their own Asian line, it's incredible, especially... With movies like Chen Tiger's Emperor and the Assassin, that was one of my favourite, favourite movies of, of his, as well as Farewell, My Concubine. They were just masterpieces. The Asian movies that Imprint have released so far are out of print or just about to go out of print. Like Late, for instance. I think last time I checked, I think there was like 10 copies left. So that would be... Um, so yeah, it would be a good time to pick it up because... As you said, John, it's one of the newer Asian titles that's hard to get. So, and luckily, Imprint acquired the rights for that one. But yes, this line is a game changer for foreign lovers and Asian lovers of Asian cinema and Asian and film in general. So, I'm very, very happy with this. Yeah, I'm glad. Exactly, I'm glad they've split off into its own thing because, uh, yeah, the collaborate the Gong Lee box was a massive hit. I remember 
went out of print so quickly and obviously that's inspired it but yeah i'm glad they've, they've gone down its, its own line so uh really exciting stuff and uh yeah hopefully we see a resurgence of um you know asian titles back on physical media again which um like i said here locally has been a bit of a drought on that for, for some time since you know mad men and stuff stopped doing catalog type releases so this is really really exciting so yeah very yeah, very absolutely well that was the first announcement for this episode and now the second announcement, um, Imprint have announced their February 2024 titles. And, of course, January is their month off, so everybody's wallets are safe then, so that's good. And um, Thank goodness. Well, I know. <laughs> and especially with December's big box sets coming out, Sydney, J- Sydney Lumet as well as uh, Marlon Brando, they're, the, they're going to be huge. With this um, February month, we have a foreign... It's a foreign month. It's basically all foreign films, which is amazing. Um, Ryan, did you want to read our first two titles? I would love to. Excellent. Um, yes, you're right. I just like that just clicked too. They're all foreign titles, I think. I guess the dresser is um English. Is it English? Yeah. Or you can call it foreign. Foreignish. Yeah. yeah. It's- yeah. It's English, but for some reason, it was actually nominated for Best Foreign Film at the Golden Globe. So I'm assuming in America, England is foreign to them. So oh, yeah, everything is foreign to the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but it's interesting because a lot of these are some are co productions as well, like, you know, French, Italian, whatnot. So there's a whole mixed bag here, which is a very interesting theme for the month. Mm, it is. For sure. All right. What do we do? Let's kick it off. From 1976, Igmar Bergman's Face to Face. I'll try, I won't give you the Swedish title, I'll just ruin it for you all. Igmar Bergman's Oscar nominated psychological drama is coming to Blu ray for the first time worldwide, starring the fabulous Liv Allman from Persona and 20 other Bergman films, let's be honest, in her Academy Award nominated gripping performance alongside the screen debut of. Lena Olin from Chocolat. Uh, a successful psychiatrist, played by Almond, who suffers from profound depression and mil- mental illness, finds herself teetering on the brink of a nervous breakdown, haunted by disturbing images and emotions from her past. Mr. Bergman is more mysterious, more haunting, more contradictory than ever, though the style of the film has never been more precise, clear, and level headed Level-headed. Uh, 1,500 copies only, of course. Uh, special features and tech specs. we got the 1080p high-def presentation. Uh, new audio commentary by film writer and historian Michael Brook. Uh, new video essay from film critic Kat Ellinger. Uh, audio LPCM 2.0 mono. Original aspect ratio 166 to 1. English subbies and a slipcase with unique artwork. I'll read the next one and then I'll get your guys' thoughts. Mm. Um, from 1983, we have The Dresser. Uh, another worldwide first on Blu-ray. Uh, nominated for Best Foreign Film at the 1984 Golden Globes, this critically acclaimed drama was also nominated for five Academy Awards, seven BAFTAs and four Golden Globes. Damn. Adapted from the play by Ronald Harwood of the same name, The Dresser was directed by Peter Yates, who did Summer Holiday, and stars Albert Finney, 
and Tom Courtney. In a touring Shakespearean theatre group, a backstage hand, the dresser, is devoted to the brilliant but tyrannical head of the company. He struggles to support the deteriorating star as the company struggles to carry on during the London Blitz. A wonderful collection of theatrical lore, detail and superstition. The best sort of drama fascinating us on the surface with colour and humour and esoteric detail. Uh, and then revealing the truth underneath. Four out of four stars from Roger Ebert. Uh, 1,500 copies only. Uh, special features, tech specs. Uh, for special features, they're to be announced, so we'll probably get a couple of uh, audio commentaries, I'm guessing. Uh, we've got the 1080p high def on Blu-ray, audio LPCM 2.0 mono, original aspect ratio of 1.78 to 1, Optional English hard of hearing subbies and limited edition slip case with unique artwork. Now, see if I can read the blurb on the cover. Uh, Tom Courtney is the dresser, the wardrobe man devoted to the star. Albert Finney is the star, the actor devoted to himself. The story is about their friendship, the tears, the heartbreaks, the joys, the fears, the devotion, the dreams. The dresser. Mm. Oof, lovely. Uh, and that's number imprint number 289 and 290. Woof, almost at the 300s. Fuck. John, John, um, mm. what, what's your thoughts? I'm guess, I'm, I mean, I guess both of you guys love a bit of Bergman. I do, yes, yes. I, I love Bergman. Um, seen a majority of his films, but uh, shame to say I have uh, not seen this one. And I think it comes down to availability. I just think this was never... Like, it wasn't in that Criterion box. Um, mm. Oh, I wasn't it? Oh, no. I well, there's don't. no point in getting that fucking box in there, is there? I know. <laughs> not really the complete Bergman. Um, uh, unless I'm mistaken, Tony, right? It wasn't in the box. Yeah, the... It's not It's not in the box. This, is the, this imprint release is the very first de- worldwide debut for this yeah. release, for this film. Mm. I'm not going crazy, yeah, because I guess... Cause, um, You're not going crazy, no. No, <laughs> no, I haven't. I Yeah, so it just, it, it, it's flew under my radar in the Bergman sort of world, I guess. And so um, I, I'm very excited to see it because I, I love Bergman films. And, mm. and another situation, I think it was one of those sort of um, made for TV, but they obviously made a theatrical oh, okay. As well, kind of like Fanny and Alexander, from what I read. So, uh, so yeah, it looks like, um, yeah, like he he does psychological dramas the best. I mean, oh. emotionally draining. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. He does. He he knows his shit. That's for sure. He knows oh. how people work and how the mind works. My God. And yeah. you're oh. right. They he does have like more made for TV films than you think. Yeah, like Fanny and Alexander, that was a TV series. Yeah, wasn't um Scenes from a Marriage a TV series? Yeah. yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's a whole bunch of these that just like made for TV. That's probably why they just never got their releases, so not a lot of people saw them. Yeah, no. And uh, so, yeah, but yeah, look, you know, so I'm, I'm very keen, you know, in terms of, you know, if something like Cries and Whispers, like just talk about draining, like this is what I read, this is quite a, you know, a psychological film. So very mm. excited, very, very keen. I, um, yeah, haven't seen it. I haven't seen Face to Face. Uh, what about The Dresser? Yeah, another one I haven't seen, but uh, I've heard of, and once again, big fan of Albert Finney, like yourself, Kendall. Mm. Um, we've, you know, there's a few labels that have been releasing some of Finney's older stuff, 60s stuff. Um 
uh, from the 1960s. Uh, but yeah, um, mm. from what I saw, this looks great. I can't wait to see. It looks like one of Albert Finney's best performances um, in terms of him having a bit of a breakdown and, and the dresser keeping him in, in line. So yeah, very, very excited for the dresser. I, it's one I'd heard of, but um, never had a chance to see. But yeah, very excited for this one as well. Lovely. Uh, Tony, let's start with Face to Face. I'm with John. I have not seen Face to Face because, you know, I'm a Bergman fanatic. I love Bergman's movies. <laughs> and, of course, um, the big Criterion box set was was the box set of that year when it was released for me because it had some of the – it basically has his um, essentials in there. And, yeah, with Face to Face, this was originally released as a television series – that's a little over three hours in total. But this version that we're getting from Imprint is a 136-minute theatrical cut. So, And um, Imprint posted on social media a few days ago regarding the television, the television version. It has not been officially licensed for public viewing. So, unfortunately, ah. we won't be getting it. Yeah, so, it's, <laughs> it, it, people have to understand, TV's rights are different to theatrical rights. Mm. People tend to... Where's that? So, yeah. But look, you know, to be honest, sometimes the theatrical cuts, you know, more tighter. You know, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. But can can be go at a better pace. But, yeah, thanks for clearing that up, Tony. <laughs> how yeah, how long is um the TV cut compared to the theatrical? Uh, uh, um, just a little under three hours. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the TV the cut's like version. 170 minutes or whatever. Yeah, around that, around about that, and the um, and the and this cut that we're getting from the on the Blu-ray is 136. So basically, 30 to 40 minutes is missing. So yeah, right. Okay. Well, it's not like Fanny and Alexander. The theatrical cut for that one was just a little over three hours, and the te- and the television version was five and a half. So <laughs> that so, was to me that was perfect. I loved it. Yeah, for sure. Um, the dresser. I have not seen the dresser either, but of course it has great talent in the, in there with um, Albert Finney and Tom Courtney. Yeah, this one does look really good. I'm actually quite excited about seeing the um, what happens in the backstages of the theater, of how of, of with an actor and his dresser, and and it shows how um, how important the relationship is to to the actor and and his assistant and dresser, whatever they want to call it. So I'm really looking forward to this one as well. I have not seen it, but I can't wait. Fantastic. Um, I think I pass it over to you, John. Yes. Mountains of the Moon. Uh, this is imprint number 291. So a worldwide first on Blu-ray. Patrick Bergen, Ian Glenn. And Richard E. Grant star in this uh, biographical drama depicting the journey of Richard Francis Burton and John Hanning uh, Speck through the Nile River in the 1850s. Directed by Bob Raffleson and one of the key figures in the New Hollywood movement of the 1970s based on the novel uh, Burton and Speck by William Harrison. Uh, in In the 1850s, two British soldiers captured Richard Burton and Lieutenant John Speck uh, set out on a spectacular adventure to discover the source of the Nile. As the difficult journey takes its toll, Burton and Speck uh, forge a strong bond, a bond that one will eventually betray. 
little quote here. The exploits of Sir Francis Burton makes Lawrence of Arabia look like a tourist. That's from Newsweek. So this is limited to 1,500 copies. Uh, special features and tech specs. We have a 1080p high-definition presentation on Blu-ray. A new uh, Be Careful with Obsessions, Bob Raffleson, Henry uh, Jaglom, and uh, Two Pars to Capturing Reality, interview with director Henry uh, Jaglom. Uh, new interview with Peter Raffleson, son of director Bob Raffleson. Uh, making of Mountain of the Moon featurette from 1990. Original theatrical trailer, audio LPCM 2.0 mono, original aspect ratio 1.781, and optional English HOH subtitles, and of course the limited uh, unique slipcase with unique artwork. So, um, yeah, Mountains of the Moon. This one I've um, I've not seen, but um, it's funny enough, the book I do recall seeing um, when I was younger, I think it was in our school. Um, I'm, I'm trying to remember if, if it was... I, I do recall the book being being taught somewhere, whether it was in high school of some sort, but I have come across it in the past. Um, but yeah, it's a film that looks like um, an epic um, from what I've seen. Uh, obviously, a great adventure film, uh, beautifully shot. And obviously, this Blu-ray will really take advantage of it being the first time on blue. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. It looks like, a, as the quote says, a Lawrence of Arabia type film, a true story. Kendall, have you heard of this one, Mountains of the Moon? I have not heard of this film at all. Um, I am a Richard E. Grant fan, for sure. But there's there's so many films of his I have not seen or anything. Because, you know, as soon as um, With Man and I came out, you just like, that just shot, blew him up into stardom in Britain. So <clears throat> he's been around a bit, but I do love him. I do love him. Interesting. It does look, I don't mind uh, Lawrence of Arabia. I thought I I did think it was a little bit long, but uh, it did it was shot nicely, so I'm I'm sure this film is shot wonderfully as well. Um, especially on the Nile, you would have um wonderful shots of the Nile in Egypt and all that for sure. Yeah. Um, heaps of uh, extras there, as well to dig into. Yeah, I'm interested, intrigued. Yes, and that's the thing, Richie Grant. The more films I can see of him, the better, because you know he's um. Just when I discover a new Richard E. Grant film, oh, he's in that film. So, yeah, but this is like a real star-studded cast, like Ian Glenn from um, obviously Game of Thrones fame, people will know him as um, mm. as well. Um, so, yeah, there's a, obviously a, a really impressive cast here as well. Tony, have you seen this one or one you're aware of? This one? I have not seen this one, but I am aware of it. And, um, yeah, that quote, it says... Um, it makes Lawrence of Arabia look like a tourist. Mm. Uh, that, uh, that is interesting to say the least. Oh. And Ryan, you'll be happy to know it's not as long as it's not as long as Mountains of the uh, as Lawrence of Arabia. Sorry. Good. <laughs> yeah. As much as I love thing. David Lean and all that, like they do well, but fuck, it's got some long films. I'm like, can't remember. <laughs> This is this is only a mere 136 minutes compared to Lawrence of Arabia's 227. So you're good. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I don't mind long films, but you know, just sometimes you just feel the length. Oh, I know, I know. But it's either way. That movie is one of the most beautiful films ever made, and it's worth the length. Believe me. And I'm sure this one will be worth the length as well because Bob Rafelson, he's made one of my favorite movies of the 1970s, um, Five Easy Pieces. That was a great film with Jack Nicholson, and 
Uh, but this one, I have not seen, of course, with Richard E. Grant, Patrick Bergen, and Game of Thrones Ian Glenn in one of his earliest roles. We're really looking forward to this, for sure. Absolutely. Cool. Um, yeah, looks like an epic. So, yep, that's, it could almost be an adventure film, definitely. Uh, one of the adventure uh, adventure series. Um, so the next one is A Man in Love. Um, I won't butcher that French title on... Um, no, I won't. I won't bother. Um, this is in print number 292. All right. So nominated for the uh, Palm Dior at the 1987 Cannes Film Festival, the scandalous drama stars Peter Coyote, uh, Greta uh, Scacchi, and Jamie Lee Curtis. Acclaimed French writer-director Diane Curries makes her English-language debut with this film. A um, uh, temp sorry temperamental director falls in love with the novice actress in his latest film which results in turmoil for the families of both parties so 1500 copies um so special features and tech specs 1080p high dimension presentation on blu-ray new audio commentary by film critic alexandria helen nicholas ah uh, audio lpcm 2.0 uh, aspect ratio 2.351 english subtitles limited edition slipcase with unique artwork yeah, so Men Love is a film I'm, I've really been looking forward to for a while. I came across it because uh, I used to watch a lot of Siskel and Ebert reviews, um, you know, archive ones, and uh, this was on an episode, and uh, Ebert gave it a real glowing review because he said it was a real mature love story for adults. And at the time, he said that there were a lot of films being made that were very much sort of teenage love focus, and this was a really mature, erotic, sexy film. Uh, and he gave it a glowing review, but I could not seem to find a decent copy of it because it had not had a, a really good release. So um, seeing Imprint put out was instantly, I went, oh, I can finally see this film. And uh, I, I definitely said, you know, Peter Coyote is an actor that I've really been to appreciate. Heartbreakers came out about a year ago, and uh, I absolutely adore that film. So seeing him in another sort of love story, love drama, um, has me really excited. So, yeah, this is one I'm very keen on. Tony, have you seen this one or A Man in Love? No, I haven't. I have not seen A Man in Love, but the cast I love. Peter Coyote, as you said, he's been in some great films. And mm -hmm. um, he was a lady one of my favourite Polanski movies called Bitter Moon. I don't, like, I know it's, it, that's not one of his most popular films, but I've always enjoyed that one. And, of Same. course, Peter Coyote was also in um, Soderbergh's um, Aaron Brockovich. And of course, ET, as one of the um, as one of those <laughs> government men in the white suits. <laughs> and of course, it has um, now Academy Award winner Jamie Lee Curtis and Australia's own Greta Skarki in it. So, yeah, I have not seen it, but I, with this cast, I can't wait. Yeah, I like to see more '80s Jamie Lee Curtis films when she shows up. Obviously, post slasher era, so good to see her in some. Yeah, yeah she got up to then. Cool. Uh, Kendall, what do you think of this one? Uh, I'm with you guys. I think Peter Coyote is a, he, he seems like a very underrated sort of actor. Like everyone loves him, but he's not really talked about enough or a lot. And I think some of his earlier works are getting released. Like I said, Heartbreakers earlier. Like. Yes, Heartbreakers good. And same with you, Tony. Like Bitter Moon, I had the Umbrella DVD of that um, and it was this is a great film. I liked it. It was very young. Hugh Grant was, was he was good in it too. But um, mm. that was a good film, for sure. 
Um, so I do have a, I wouldn't say a soft spot, but I do somewhat admire Peter as an actor, for sure. Um, and, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis Young, as you say, post-slasher. Jamie Lee has always gone on record to say that, like, as soon as she left the slasher genre, the fucking Hollywood made her get naked and do all these sexy things. So I'm not saying that I want to see Jamie Lee Curtis and do sexy things, but, you know, just saying. Well, um, he's, re- he's really cool, though. I mean, Tony and yeah. I, we saw her at the Halloween uh, yes. premiere. Tony and and she's very proud of her past, which is good. Like talking about like the old slashes and stuff. So mm. maybe not the like you were saying, Kendall. What Hollywood made, you know, make young actresses do. Yeah, it's like take your top off and show your boobs and all that. Because uh, was it Trading Places was a big Hollywood thing, like rolled right after all the horror films, and she took her top off on that. But, like, she's, like, completely dressed in every slasher that she's done. So I'm like, okay, yeah, fair. <laughs> but, um... Treated better yeah. on the slasher. Yeah, exactly. That's the funny thing, too, with slashers. You always see someone topless. So it's like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, hey, you got away with the Jamie. Well done. No, it's interesting. Oh, and uh, audio commentary by Alexander Helen Nicholas. She's a lovely woman. Fantastic. Um, it certainly is. Yeah. Um, what did she say? She she says she's my film mum. She says she's my film mum, and I'm I'm the I'm her film son. So I'm like every time we hang out, we just talk about movies and all that. She's great, lovely. Um, so I'll, I'll totally I'll totally bring this film up, and I'll be like, give me the goss. <laughs> Do it, Kendall. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Totally, I'll get the goss. Yes. Uh, she's amazing. We've seen her. Um, she has great intros at the Cinemaniac screenings and whatnot. She's, mm, yeah. yeah. She's very, like, uh, she's, like, straightforward and she doesn't, like, yeah, she doesn't really care about all this censorship and stuff. And she's like, no, no, here we go. She's lovely. Great. Excellent. Well, that's those two. For the last two, I'll pass over to you, Tony. You've got two other foreign films here. Yes. Uh, no worries. Um, up next is imprint number 293, I'm Not Scared, from 2003. This critically acclaimed, shocking Italian thriller is coming to Blu-ray for the first time worldwide. While playing outside one day, nine-year-old Michele discovers Filippo, who is chained to the ground at the bottom of a hole. Based on the 2001 novel by Niccolo Amaniti, I'm Not Scared was nominated for the Golden Berlin Bear and the 2003 Berlin International Film Festival. Now, this quote is from from Rolling Stone. In the guise of a nerve-jangling thriller, director Gabriel Sabatores, an Oscar winner for Mediterraneo, delivers a fierce, frightening, and deeply moving study of childhood. It's a keeper. This film is limited to 1,500 copies only. Special features and technical specs include a 1080p high-definition presentation on Blu-ray, audio commentary by director Gabriel Salvatores in Italian with English subtitles, a new interview with, with director Gabriel Salvatores, new interview with actor Giuseppe Cristiano, a new interview with writer Nicolo Amaniti, the film, the story, the music documentary, 
a behind-the-scenes featurette, vintage interview with director Gabriel Sabatones, audio LPCM 2.0, English aspect ratio of 235 to 1, English subtitles, and limited edition slipcase with unique artwork. Now, I have heard of this one. I know this was a big hit in art house cinemas here in Sydney anyway. I don't know how it was in Melbourne or Australia-wide, but I do remember this being a huge hit. I have not seen it personally, but I am excited for this because I've, I've been wanting to see it for a while, and now this release, that's my opportunity. Really looking forward to it. Ryan, have you seen I'm Not Scared? Um, I have not seen I'm Not Scared, but I have seen the Simpsons episode it's based off where Bart puts the recorder down the well and there's a kid stuck down there. Um, uh, that's a joke. What is this? Shocker? It's, but, you know, it's Italian, so I'm like all for it. It does sound pretty intriguing. Um I, I actually hadn't heard of... I mean, this is, like, when I was fucking 10, 12 or something. About 13. So I wouldn't have any idea if about this film coming out. You guys are older than me, so you would have had an idea of, like, oh, this film's making a ruckus. What's going on here? Look at the interviews, heaps of special features. I am intrigued about this. Yeah, it just reminds me of that Simpsons episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Uh. John, how about you? Have you seen or heard of I'm Not Scared? Uh, no, look, I haven't seen it, but I have heard of it. And the reason was I, I remember the, um, like, the like in the new rental section, like, this was uh, uh, a, like, I remember it was like, it looked like a horror film. It had, like, these eyes, red eyes on the cover. I'm not, and it kind of stuck. But I never saw it. I never, because I think at the time I was like, oh, subtitles, oh, I've got to read and stuff. No, that's no, okay. So, um, but yeah, I never saw it, but I'd, um, uh, I've heard of it over the years. And it's just one I've never gotten around to see. So, um, I, I mean, like you, Tony, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. And it sounds like a very interesting premise. And uh, from what I've read, it's a film about a, a loss of innocence in this time that it's set. So, yeah, um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to this. I really am. It sounds uh, very unique in terms of the, the premise. Okay, and for the last title for the February bundle is imprint number 294, Children of Heaven from 1997. This beloved Iranian drama was nominated for the Best Foreign Language Film at the 1998 Academy Awards, coming to Blu-ray for the first time in Australia. A poor brother and sister dream up a plan to stay out of trouble after one of them loses their pair of school shoes. And this quote is from Roger Ebert. Children of Heaven is very nearly a perfect movie. Gives it four out of four stars. Of course, this release is only limited to 1,500 copies. Special features and technical specs include a 1080p high-definition presentation on Blu-ray. Special features are to be confirmed. Audio LPCM 2.0, I'm going in its Iranian language, of course. Original aspect ratio of 1851, English subtitles, and limited edition subcase with unique artwork. Once again, I have not seen Children of Heaven, but from that little synopsis, it does sound like a very beautiful film involving, you know, family, and they want to help each other out when they stay in shop, they want to help each other out. 
So this does look like a sweet film, to be honest. Looking forward to this one. Uh, John, have you seen Children of Heaven? I'm trying to remember if I have because um, <clears throat> it's funny because um, I, I, I used to watch world movies a lot um, many years ago. And I, I do remember this film with these kids. It could, may not have been this film, these kids in, in a town kind of running around this um, this small small town. And it looks similar to the trailer. So, look, I, I may not have. You know, it was many years ago. Um, so, but, yeah, look, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this because just based on, once again, Ebert, who you know, I've always respected his reviews and, and what he thought. So, if he's considered a near, near, nearly perfect movie, that that's enough for me. So, and looks visually amazing, and uh, obviously by, by the yeah you know, the colours, the use very vibrant. So, uh, yeah, this is one I'm I'll need to revisit. And, uh, maybe it'll, it will trigger, and I'll, I'll remember if I have seen it. But uh, yeah, it looks looks great. Looks really really good. Ryan, have you seen Children of Heaven? Uh, not seen nor heard of. Um, the synopsis is very, very short. As you say, like, I guess because it's an Iranian film, I'm guessing it's, like, a, about poverty and, like, you know, shoes hold a certain value to someone. So I guess after, you know, and it, and it does say a poor brother and sister stay out of trouble. So school shoes too, so, you know. I guess you know you probably you need a school uniform to go to school and shit, and they can't go to school and stuff. I'm just guessing here, but um, yeah, right. It does sound like a a sweet film about um innocence and childhood in uh I guess a poverty stricken area. And I'll go on record. I've you know Skype says uh I am consenting to being recorded right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna say Iran is probably most, for the most part, a poverty-stricken country, which sucks. You know, poverty just shit. But um, yeah, it does. It does sound like a sweet little film. And yeah. Well, that's the end of February's 2024 bundle. To recap the titles, the titles are Face to Face, The Dresser, Mountains of the Moon, A Man in Love. I'm Not Scared, and Children of Heaven. These titles will be released on February 28, 2024. Now, it's a great bundle. We're looking forward to it. I'm really expecting for Bergman's face-to-face. I think that's going to be the highlight of the month, personally. Everybody, like, when when I posted it onto our groups, everybody's just talking about face-to-face. Why are we getting the television version? Why aren't we getting all that? And then imprint confirmed it later on that they haven't got the rights for it so that's it yeah once again these titles will be announced will be released february 28 and as always john and ryan thank you for joining in on this episode it was a very short and sweet episode but i have a feeling we've got a couple of epics coming our way very soon um Oh, yes. Coming soon, we are going to be doing our very first director focus episode dedicated to the one and only Sam Peckinpah. And um, we'll be discussing his films and we'll be discussing his career and everything else. That's going to be a bit of an epic episode. And, of course, it's near the end of the year. So, of course, we'll be doing our last episode for 2023, which is the best of imprint 2023. So that's going to be that's going to be quite fun as well. Now, 
Now, to follow us, um, you can always follow us on the um, Imprint Films Blu-ray Collections fan group on um, on Facebook, as well as the Imprint Cast Facebook page. And Ryan, where can they find you on social media? Oh, uh, my name uh, Ryan Kendall on Facebook, From Beyond 1991 on Instagram, um, Letterboxd, From Beyond 91. And I that's basically it. I got my uh, my YouTube. What's my fucking YouTube? Oh, no, Ryan seven eight six five four three two one. <laughs> Ryan Kendall three one four three. There we go. I should change that. Can I change yeah, that? Yeah, your, your YouTube channel is amazing. I love it, especially seeing what you've purchased every month. It's yeah. that's great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I do find some weird, odd things. You do. And you have an op shop group as well, don't you? Oh, yes, my little op shop group. My little op shop group on Facebook that's dedicated to all things, mostly media, media related, because I can't be fucked. People going, oh, look at this skirt I found. And I'm like, I couldn't give a shit. I'll delete <laughs> the post. I'd honestly delete the post. Uh, all things are media related because really op shops are like our last resort to actually buy physical media you know apart from your jb or whatever to actually go outside and purchase um which is a a dying art form dying form really everything's just online to find out yeah and i feel like that and i feel like that's kind of like lost its um Lost it. I feel like it's lost its fun a little bit because like when we were young, we went to our video stores and shit just to find something and like, oh, this looks cool. And that I, that's what I think op shops still give us because you got movies there for fuck like a dollar and two dollars or whatever. So you that's just right. go out and get it, and you know everything's just on the internet. So no, no, no. We have to bring that spark back of enjoying the finding new things. Hmm. Instead of just clicking a button and going, ooh, yeah, I bought this. It's like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Uh, John, where can, they find, where can people find you on social media? Yeah, the usual um, in the groups, in the imprint um, collection fan group. Uh, you can find me on Letterboxd as well. Um, it's just my name, John Matthews with one T. You, know, you can send me a message, more than happy to chat anytime uh, about anything. But, yeah, you'll find me on the groups and various places. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm around on, on the socials. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's, where I, that's where I am. Awesome. And you can find me on Facebook, um, Instagram. Um, I mean, sorry, on Instagram and Letterboxd. And on X, you can fo- follow me under FilmNut79. And... Yeah, and of course the uh, the Imprint Films Blu-ray Collections fan group, which we have now changed to a private page. So you have to answer a question every time you have to join in now because there's some controversial content that has been put up that we, we took care of. So, um, so yeah, now you have to answer a couple of questions to join and feel free and talk, speak everything Imprint-related and physical media-related, of course. It's a fun group. Join. It is. It is. <laughs> It's but I guess one. if you listen to this podcast, you probably already are joined anyway, so, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, everybody. Thank you so much. Have a great night, and um, we'll we'll speak to you very soon. Believe me, we've got two epics coming, up, coming your way. Okay, have a good one, everybody.
Okay, Cheerio. Bye. See you. See you. Bye.